Hello, we're glad you joined us for Stand Up Be Heard, the podcast. At Ford's Theater, we believe in the power of storytelling and using our voices. On this podcast, you'll hear student voices and perspectives about issues that are important to them. We invite you to open up, check any biases, and hear what they have to say. <laughs> Rachel! <laughs> I'm on there, bro. Watch out, bro. I'm going to get that this is one of my boys, Nazar Fisher, and I, playing NBA 2K21. Our banter online was similar to our time playing each other face-to-face before COVID. To conclude our series on COVID, we dive specifically into how the global pandemic has affected friendship, and then circling back to answering the question, are online friendships a viable source of interaction? I'm your host, Niall Thaxton, bringing you COVID Comrades. Because of the pandemic's presence, in-person activities were limited, but there are many options virtually that were used during the time away. Like, I can talk to him whenever I want. I can, like, I can text Ishmael, ask him to come play a video game with me, and he'll come. But I can't be like, if I want to go play sports with someone, or basketball with someone, or I go to see a movie, it'll be a lot harder to play in it, because I should play in all that other stuff. Nazi is a six foot ten social butterfly that can connect with many different kinds of people. He's been relying more on technology due to the virus's presence. Many people have also been feeling unmotivated because of it. So here's what another one of our friends, Ishmael, had to say on it. To be like, because we talk so much online, I guess we don't make like my friends and I don't make any like larger like do anything in person. Like, it's harder to make moves with um, them now because, you know, it'd be like, we could just be like, oh, I mean, we'll just talk on Discord anyway. Ishmael being one of the more techno-savvy people in my friend group, he's already had a deep experience with online interaction with friends. Now it's even before the pandemic. However, similar to Nazi, he's explained with both greater reliance on tech and acknowledging the pandemic's presence, the vision was there for outside plans to happen. In an article done by the Business of Apps, researchers found that teens are using Discord to find new friends and hang out with pre-existing ones online. In 2017, Discord had only 10 million monthly active users. Today, Discord has 140 million monthly active users. That being said, from changes of plans to meet, to talking through faulty Zoom calls for weeks, some form of disconnection was arising. With an entire year of COVID restrictions down the belt, we have stayed in touch with our friends safely as much as we could, but online interaction for so long can lead to disconnection. Um, I feel like people have felt um, very disconnected with the entire like virtual um, situation. Um, but like, I guess for me, in this case, like, I, I still have a way to interact with my friends online. So... It's not that bad, but, like, I guess for someone who, like, I guess wasn't as, I don't know, capable of, like, I, I mean, like, being online and, and, like, having the same type of, like, tech or, or like, software that I have that, I, that allows me to, like, play with friends online and communicate with them even when we're not, you know, close to each other or nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, 
I feel like I can still interact with my friends um, and on a good level. Like, I don't have anything to worry about. But for other people who aren't, I guess, as, uh, I don't know, like, as, like, tech accessible as me, I can see, like, I can, I can probably tell that they're probably not having, like, the best time with quarantine. Chima was the front in our friend group to first reach out to me to download new games or to use other resources such as Discord to stay in the loop with everything they've done over the past year. I wouldn't have tried it this early if it wasn't for the pandemic. It responds differently to video than it does to in-person um, and in, in-person interaction. There's a little bit of a delay sometimes in if there's a lag in a Zoom call or a phone call that's not where, you know, the connection's not great, your brain is bothered by that. <laughs> and we don't have the same problem in person. Um, there's a sort of natural. From human relation expert Lydia Denworth, just that small difference in timing can affect the naturalness a friendship usually has, with technology being the bridge full time. Conversation has become more complex and hard to decipher. Despite the fact that it's naturally harder to connect with people online than in person, people have been able to create new friendships during the pandemic. People can connect on many commonalities, such as interests, situation, and trauma. It is possible to have a deep relationship just that's purely tech through technology. Um, but usually it's because you've got some really strong shared interest or, um, you know, um, like LGBTQ kids who live in areas where they're, um, where they're not feeling comfortable being out. Maybe that's a community that they find online. Um, Despite what I said in the last segment, you could still argue it's easier to find potential friends and people online because the pool is so vast and things are simplified. There's something for everybody and everything is set up for people to connect. We're drawn to people of our same ilk. And that is true online. I say interest, um, mainly because I've got a lot of like friends from different schools I went to and um, friends from like just internet friends, just like from all states and like all places around the world. So I just feel as though we mainly relate to a lot of um, my favorite interests, whether it be music or TV shows. Jada also told me that it was adamant for her to reach out to people online and to create new friendships since she was limited from seeing her daily friends in person. All of my friends here had some differences within their experiences through virtual interaction, but something they each had in common was a growth within their minds. I've learned myself to adapt for the sake, as we each physically move separate, heading into college life. Despite how poor the pandemic has been for us all nationwide, in regard of everything, I see a silver lining in the way it pushed us all to grow in our camaraderie with each other, whether friendships faded away or stayed strong. Individually, we had to adjust, take an introspective look at what we did before the pandemic, and make changes for the better, which coincidentally makes us better future friends, virtual or not. I think that is the the story that of friendship during the pandemic is how we had to be creative. And um, 
look for ways to connect even when we were disconnected. Thank you, Ford Steeter, for the special opportunity of expression. Special thanks to scriptwriter Tracy Homer, our audio editor, Adina Norwood, and our researcher, Skyware Wood. Signing off from a time about COVID-19, this is Niall Baxter. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you'll check out our other episodes.